Hey everyone, it's Justin. How's everybody doing? Doing fine, thank you. Doing well. <laughs> Pretty good. That's good. Who's here today? We got a full boat. Woo! Let's announce ourselves. <laughs> Biggest podcast. Random order. You just go whenever you're feeling it. Go. Angie. Crystal. Sarah. Tiana. Tiana Yay. is back. I'm back. Hi, Tiana. Everyone's been asking her. about you on the interwebs. That's not true. That's completely true. Oh, well, I didn't see that. Sorry, guys. It's all right. You're back. That's all that matters. I'm here. I let them know that you're traveling on business and that you're I, back now. I was ah. traveling for fun. It's true. Fun and pleasure. All right. So how's everybody doing this week? This was a fun episode. <laughs> it was way more fun than last episode. I was going to say. Comparatively, right? yes. Yeah. This was a ton of fun. Doing better. For sure. I much prefer wolves. Uh, so let's see. What do we got? We got some... Uh, over the weekend was fun on the social medias for us, just so you know. Uh, Margaret Atwood tweeted about us. Oh, or she geez. retweeted us and she replied to us, which Come I was right not expecting. Not expecting at all. There. We got a That's double awesome. whammy. Um, so that was awesome uh, and very productive for us. That's great. As you can imagine. Um, so that was good. I also took a poll. If you could only save two people, who would you save? Oh. <laughs> it was, uh, let me think, June and Nick, June and Luke, June and Hannah, which I threw that in there thinking, that's got to be the answer, right? And then June and fill in the blank. You could do whoever you wanted. June and Emily did that. Whoever you wanted. <laughs> there, was, there was at least one I June mean, and Emily. I'll pull I, w- it up. I would out of like, I'll pull it up. do June and Hannah, but June like my Eden. heart would want to be June, June and Emily. June, June and Hannah did, did win handily by like 74% yeah. or something like that. As a like mom, that. I would yeah, put that one. So. Yeah. It's pretty yeah. fitting for it, this episode too. Yes, though, very much so. And then I also, just for fun, did a uh, survey of sorts. It was a busy day Saturday. Um, I did a, I put a picture of Luke and Nick up there. Mm. And a little hashtag Team Luke, hashtag Team Nick. And I said, tell me who you are, hashtag Team Nick or Team Luke. And tell me your favorite flavor of ice cream, because just because. And uh, people have opinions. Yeah, they do. They have Ooh. feelings and opinions. Tell and it is. Me. You didn't give an option of Team June? Oh, there were some people neither. that wrote in Team June. There yeah. was a few Good write-in for votes for. Good for them. Uh, I believe one said, uh, I'm Team June because fuck the patriarchy or something, <laughs> like that. something to that effect. I so, like that person. So, yes. She don't need none of them. That's right. So fun over the weekend now we do have another one up um <laughs> because i forget what i even tweeted today and uh ever Carradine, who follows us on twitter which is hilarious who plays uh lady putnam she made a comment about um wanting to know what uh naomi's backstory was because we were talking about backstories for all the characters and she's like well i want to know what naomi putnam's backstory was right. so that's up on our twitter now because i'm very interested to see what people would randomly I think, think that since you mentioned the whole like what if she didn't want to have kids i've been thinking about that ever right since you said that yeah i can't even take credit for that it was just yeah. somebody on facebook that said yeah. you know what if she was somebody who just didn't want to have kids complete but, sense yeah so that was very interesting. So yeah, how terrible would it be to be a person that didn't want to have kids in that situation? Right? Like that and is your only path for survival. Absolutely. If you want to follow us on the social media, if you don't somehow, um, uh, we're on Facebook, Twitter, and the Instagrams at, at Handmade Podcast, like Handmade Handmaid's Tale, Handmade Podcast. That's us. You can find us. We're everywhere. Good thing you spelled that out. I don't think I did. Would, would you let me do it? H a n d m a i d. P-O-D-C-A-S-T. Am I the only person that, call, that like spells it handmade? Like handmade. You are. Towels. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's go with uh, overall thoughts on this episode. What do we think? Um, mm. I mean, you're coming off episode ten where it was like gut wrenching and horrible you know, and awful. So I I was lucky enough to get time to watch this one twice, so I could take like copious notes. 
Um, and both times I was really struck by like how little we got June's inner voice because the only times we did get June's inner voice was when she was like cursing at the car. I think that might have been it. And then at the beginning and at the end, we get a little bit of almost verbatim from the book. Um, yeah, I was wondering if that's talking as the narrator to the audience, and that's from the book. It sounded very Um, much like it was from the book. So uh if it wasn't, yeah, it it definitely was. I remember a couple of those lines specifically being in there. Um, But I thought it was really interesting of all of the episodes for the one with the most silence and where June is on screen in every scene, and it's just June for ninety nine percent of this episode. For this to be the one where we don't have her kind of inner like monologue, like commentating on the situation like we sometimes get because mm-hmm. i really love that part of the show well at this year it hasn't been very much there's no, only been like been two or three much. episodes and yeah you get like a, under her breath in her mind yeah. fuck every once in a while yeah. but that's and it like was really after the one it. time i noticed it coming back was after her and serena started doing their thing oh yeah that's and reading, true yeah and that's when it came back so it seemed yeah, but after that it's been very spotty so i don't know what the rhyme or reason is i'm sure someone's got an answer yeah there, i kind of miss it is this the first time they've done an episode like this? Where, where, where it's just one, one person? I can't remember any dialogue. other ones I would like say... This. It's yes. the first one that it's been this limited dialogue. Where I can remember. Right. Like, I, I, this season, I, for sure. I really like that diversion. I yeah. don't know. No, it, I like, really too. set into, like, the loneliness mm-hmm. and complete... I almost Bleak. feel like, yeah, her not speaking is because all of her thoughts are just in her head. Like, could you imagine? What could she be saying in the right amount of time or in a way that made sense for all the things that are going through her mind. So I feel like most of her dialogue was just in her head. Yeah. Which right. is why we didn't hear any of it. Because <laughs> it was yeah. probably frantic and crazy. Yeah. I found parts of it oddly satisfying. I liked that she was alone and they mm-hmm. weren't doing that weird, creepy ceremony thing that they yeah. do. I was so happy that I didn't have to watch another one mm-hmm. of those. And sometimes um, when you have a baby, not the actual act of having a baby, but when you have a baby, you do feel very alone. You do. F- it does feel very much sometimes. like just you and I mean, them. I like most of the time. Well, yeah, no. But like, I don't know. I, I, I liked the fight between Serena and Fred. It That's the oh, yeah, yeah, that was felt the most, so vindicated. That was the most real fight thing As a podcast, I, I showed it to Nikki this morning. I was like, this is where me calling Fr- stupid Fred and his nickname coming in. I was like, this is where I feel all yeah. like everybody should just be like, yes. It confirmed everything I was thinking about Serena. Yeah, so there were parts that were really just nicely satisfying. I was yeah. glad she was alone. I was glad I saw that fight. I was glad that it was just one character, mm-hmm. actually, for most of it, and that June kind of carried the episode. I really liked that about it too so maybe i'm just really happy that this wasn't episode 10 right yeah but i did have a few things that i was like oh okay we haven't gotten a lot of because it is very serena heavy this year that's kind of the character that they focused their you know arc on and the evolution of her from doing flashbacks and all that Mm -hmm. Uh, we really haven't gotten that much of elizabeth moss doing a lot and sustained chunks right I think the episode where she goes to the hospital is probably one of the more, you know, ones where she's more involved. But they do a lot this season, especially of jumping around. Like, because I, because when I'm taking notes, I do a scene by scene. Right. And so I'm like, Jesus Christ, how many scenes are in this episode? Right? And, and so it'll be, it's crazy. Yeah. And those flashbacks. flashbacks. It was, and then this, really this one, they did a triple flashback on me. And I was like, oh, wait, I hold know. on. <laughs> how do I, I even know. type this out? <laughs> Though. It was awesome. I've got a lot of arrows going to, from scene to scene in right. my notes where I was just like, and then they're here, and then this. Angie, what did you think? So for me, this episode had a lot of like juxtaposition, right? This beauty and just this ugly situation. 
and then the cold and then the her giving birth in front of that fire and just all of this that white and that black in the house there no light in the house mm-hmm. except you know this baby being born which is really beautiful and and oh the fight between the two was oh. ear so satisfying i was oh. like oh i hate you even more fred if that's possible <laughs> and serena you know, I don't know. I go back to what is her backstory. I need to know more about her when she <laughs> says, like, I gave everything up for you and I only wanted one thing from you and you couldn't give it to me. And, um, and, and Sarah, she, did I just see you act like you were going to cry for Serena? I have a very complicated relationship with I Serena. Do too. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm I do. so torn I do. with her. I have a complicated relationship all the way up until last week. I get it. Yeah, <laughs> I, I totally get it. When, get that. Oh, when we get to that scene, I, we can talk. I, I would like to talk about that a little bit more right. because I don't think she was innocent at all and blame it, pinning it all on Fred, I don't think was fair oh, no. on her part I, at all. It was very much the opposite for me. Absolutely. It was, yeah. I agreed too. She held those hands down. Yeah. So, and I guess yeah. I was the only one that felt like she, in in one moment, was like, yeah, let's do this. And in the other moment, was like, I, this is too far. But well, I don't I, know. But I thought they confirmed that this week, though, with Fred saying that was your idea. Yes. Because Fred is not smart enough. Nor why, especially they're the only two. They're the only two having the conversation, so it's not like she doesn't know whose idea it really was. No, right. And she didn't deny it. You didn't hear her equally culpable in that though, because she couldn't have done that on her own. Just fundamentally, we never know what we would do if we were in a situation. None of us can say how we would act if we were in the same position as Serena. Not saying that I would safely say I wouldn't help a woman get raped. I mean, I feel like that is a thing that I can safely say about myself. We can. We you you would think. I, I'm not saying I, I mean I'm not saying that I would I don't know but the thing is like you just you just never know. you don't like to speak in absolutes is that what you're saying yeah I mean think about that's fair yeah I just I can't I don't know all right I've heard so speak a lot of let's get into this you know what I mean? yeah all right so scene one June outside the mystery house which we come later to find out is uh Mackenzie's the Mackenzie's which was apparently where Hannah's parents or mom or I guess both. I don't know. Yeah. The giant. I think that's their summer home. You for think real. it's just too big no, for summer. No, it's <laughs> not. No, <laughs> not it for rich people. Like a it's not. Functional home. Like the, well, and oddly, the water was still on. Right. Their, all their stuff was there, including their car keys, their pictures. Not all their like stuff. Their, no, the there clothes, was all kinds of yeah, stuff gone. Yeah, no. I really think that was like their like vacation home or summer home. People are rich enough to do this, and especially when there's, like, that low of population, and you're just divvying up the goods among the people who have made it into higher society. Yeah, that could be somebody's summer home. Which would explain why the car was there, because sometimes you just leave a car at a place you'd only go to occasionally. I mean, I wouldn't leave a Corvette, but... Uh, Like a sports car. Is that what it was? I think think it was a Corvette. For a minute, I thought it was a Mustang, but the front end looked a little wrong. Chevrolet on the keys. Was it? Okay, that was probably a Corvette. I didn't notice that on the keys, but the front end's a little wrong for a Mustang. There's a car inside this garage. And then there's the wolf dog. So somebody tell me, was it a wolf, was it a dog? It was a wolf because it, it howled, right? I think it was, it was a wolf. Yeah, it was okay. a wolf. Uh, so Here's. English teachers, here. <laughs> what, what's the yeah. wolf? Give me the wolf symbolism. Oh, yeah. I don't That cold black wolf, first mm-hmm. of all, and that white snow, and then her red. Uh, just It's very red riding. Yeah, yeah, very. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. I felt like this protection almost. Yeah. I don't know. Is that off? But mm, I, I felt like that wolf was not coming towards her, except then the wolf like licked its. He did. It like, growled. Oh, yeah. 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 But, no. but I think if that wolf wanted to attack, it, it oh, would okay. have, and it yeah. didn't. So I don't know if there was some maternal thing there. I don't know. Maybe I'm reading too much into it. Maybe it, I'm being too English teacher e on this. Be. But it was interesting that it was a lone wolf. Like yes. immediately when yeah. I saw it, I thought, "Gosh, aren't they usually in packs?" Yes. So then I thought, and again. I don't know if this is English teachery or not, but then I thought maybe there's sort of, there's a wildness to her situation, right? right? Like she has to do something very natural that all 
animals, including people, you know, have to do. And I guess the wolf was kind of the, I, I don't know, I don't know, maybe an inspiration yeah. to her or like a, kind of like a, gave her a, a moment of bravery or, I don't know. I thought it was the, a whole, weird the, thing. the wolf was like holding space for her, like... I got you. This is time right, for you. For to you. Yeah, it was a protection thing. And then especially when she was looking at that wolf right in the eyes, I'm like, hmm. And then right after she gave up on the idea of escaping and knew she was going to have to just give birth in the living room by herself, right. that was right when she locked eyes with the wolf and she was just like, come on. I got, I got, I got you. Birth in the house. You know, like, and <laughs> it was just, do we ask ourselves, was the wolf really there? But, I like Fight Club Wolf Theory. That's good. Or was that something like instinctual with her, that animalistic thing within mm-hmm. all humans? See, there you go. And this year I said, because somebody told a story of at work this year where he saw a birth for the first time and it was some surprising things happened during the birth that involved other bodily functions. And I said, you know, there's nothing more that reminds us that we are truly animals than giving birth yep. and the things that come out of your body and yes. that you can't control. We are also and mammals. So maybe, yeah, it was just that animalistic connection of we do stuff like give birth, not in a hospital. And that's mm-hmm. sort of an element that comes in later when right. her mom tries to intervene. So we, yeah. do get, we do get this voiceover that, that Tiana was talking about. So I kind of wrote it all down because it's a, I thought it was fairly important. So it's a, I'm sorry, there's so much pain in this story. I'm sorry it's in fragments like a body caught in a crossfire or pulled apart by force, but there's nothing I can do to change it. I've tried to put some of the good things in as well, which I think is our first sign, which is early in this episode, that this is probably not going to proceed as we think it is. Because um, I feel like if she was going to escape, that they wouldn't have had to put this at the beginning. So that was kind of my first indication of we're not. she's not going anywhere like to Canada. She's not escaping with this child. Uh, so she goes back into the house, looking for keys, sees a dollhouse, and then this photo of Hannah, which I think everybody, including myself, was like, wait, what? Yeah. What is happening right I, now? I wasn't surprised to see it, but I was just kind of taken aback by how damn happy she looked in that photo yeah. with new mom. Yeah. She looked really happy. And, like, that's, you know, both, like, encouraging and heart-wrenching at right. the same time. I would agree. When you want her to be happy, but oh, I'm still stuck in the summer house thing. I, I mean, I'm totally off, but I thought that like it was potential that they, that was a family that got taken to the purge or something, and then Hannah got reassigned. If it was their main house, like why weren't they there, and why had somebody gone to the trouble to literally closing down the house? Yeah, they had covered like you the do. Yeah. They covered all the furniture. Okay. There were there were not like. Like, there was canned goods and, like, oils and stuff in the pantry, yeah. but it wasn't like somebody had been cooking there yesterday. Yeah, I don't know. And there were almost no clothes. Yeah. We also get some Hannah artwork, which uh, June looks at, and then we get our first flashback of many flashbacks. <laughs> and it's young Hannah, which killed me. This one killed me. Mm. Toddler Hannah, Bob broke my soul. Yeah, everybody was... who's been through that, Ooh. that was... Mm-hmm. And that, like, oh. it was never I mean, an issue for me. Like, oh. uh, you know, I'm a fairly emotional dude, but that part, we got... Really lucky with who watched Ariana at that age. Um, so that was never an issue for me, even oh, remotely. And she day. was always pretty good about it. Every day. Every day. Every what about you? I had no Now, th- here's the other thing I thought about today. Although all of you are daughters of people, I believe I'm the only one that actually has a girl. Yeah. In the room. We're boy heavy. We are boy heavy. Big, Big time. Boy heavy group, yeah. So it's a very interesting dynamic there. I mean, I have one boy who would, was hanging on crying, and then I right. have one that... Yeah. Would say peace out. Yeah. You know, he was like, "Get out, please leave. It doesn't. I don't want you here." Are yours like that? Situation. Yeah. Sam was out the door. Forgot your name. He was <laughs> <playing with> <laughs> yeah. Didn't look back. Mom Will knew. cried. F instantly. Yeah. Now, what was your response? Were you a go back in, or were you were uh, no, you a get the hell no, out, no. mom? I was a get the hell out, mom. Yeah. You gotta run. 
Yeah. Yeah. You got a duck. That preschool teacher played the role spot on of what a preschool teacher does, which is let go, mom. They'll stop crying when you leave. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I feel like everybody kind of knows they're lying a little bit when they say that she'll be fine the minute you leave. (laughs) But like, you you tell yourself they're not lying. Right. (laughs) I thought this was kind of an interesting like dynamic in comparison to like her handing her child off to someone else. Again, she's remembering that time that she did it and the added you know, kind of guilt that she probably feels even for doing it at that moment. Yeah. You know, now that she's had to let her child go with someone else permanently, seemingly. Uh, So it's just an interesting thing to think about that adds that, like, layer of guilt of why didn't I, you know. I mean, women and parents get guilt for that kind of shit all the time, right? Um, For taking their kids to preschool or daycare and dropping them off. And you all, people feel bad because you're like, oh, I'm leaving my child with somebody else. But now that she's in this situation where she doesn't have her child, thinking about those memories takes on a whole different context so so we got the keys to the car now my question was now do we have gas i was waiting for whatever the thing that was wrong was going to be uh, i knew there was going to be one because i knew it wasn't going to be that easy i did like this great shot through the roof of whatever the hell that was there's a big circle like metal thing yeah. i know it was like something on top of the roof they did this cool shot across like a scope or something yeah yeah it was really cool so the car starts now i will say we can say this because this is not airing until after this episode is on the air uh, did anybody figure out who was on the radio besides me? I oh, Oprah. Oh, yeah, I wrote right, Oprah. Like yeah, right away? Yeah, okay. yeah. right okay. away. Yes. I, I started that. Can't. Oprah. I will tell you, it I was did. Oprah. You cannot I know that. Such a recognizable voice. So four out of the five. Okay, that's not bad. So you didn't recognize the voice? I think I was too concerned about thinking about how to get the car started and what was going to happen. <laughs> it was and a like, stressful moment. I'm thinking like, Crystal was invested in the plan. Yeah, that's the Detroit in me. I'm like, okay, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah, I knew it like instantly. Okay, I right. thought I was crazy because yeah. I... Oh, yeah. So then I, I emailed my contact at Hulu and I was like, Oprah's on a radio. We need to get Oprah for an interview. And she <laughs> she emails me back and she goes, she goes, first of all, you're one of the only people who has said anything about it that really? has acknowledged really? the fact. No way. Yeah, no. I swear. That's what she said. And she's like, and, I, and she's like, it was really cool. They want to keep it a big surprise. So don't say anything. And I was like, of course, I'm not going to say anything. Um, but she says she's not doing any promotional anything for it so i wish i you know right. it never hurts to ask though right hey. you get oprah on made it that'd be fucking awesome oh my God. so oprah if you're out there listening for some random reason feel free to call yeah. us up if your friend bruce sent you this podcast there you go we would love to hear from you. now i did look up because there is a, a little connection there i think um because didn't she announce the award on the emmys or the golden globes one of the awards they won she was the presenter oh, i think I it was the emmys i want to say I but i don't remember which one it was but then there was this article, so I looked it up because I figured there had to be some kind of Oprah doesn't just randomly appear on your thing. Right. Um, so apparently there was this story about when she was doing whatever award show it was. Her and Elizabeth Moss had a dressing room right next door to each other, and Oprah kept popping into into Elizabeth Moss's dressing room to talk about the show and about really? how much she loved it. And she, in the article, Elizabeth Moss was talking. She's like, "Yeah, she'd come in, and I'd talk to her, and then she'd leave, and I just have like these just silent freakouts because Oprah." Went <laughs> <laughs> Coming in the dressing room. Yes, right? Right. And so I just thought that was super interesting. I was like, that's Oprah. I know that's Oprah. And so uh, the interesting things to note about this is she comes on there and she is the radio DJ, which I don't know the logistics of this. And I don't know how the, the, they're in Anchorage. So for those that don't know and didn't listen to the Bruce Miller interview, basically he confirmed what I thought I already knew because it's in the book. Which is the Gilead is the contiguous 48 United States, not Hawaii and Anchorage. I thought that was pretty clear, but there is a lot 
of discussion, I guess, for most of the people okay. who probably haven't read the book about are the remainder of the wh- where's Gilead and what does it contain? And there's like all these random maps people are pulling up, and I'm like, all of these oh, I are all. Seen the maps? Oh man, I everywhere. Really see like them. on Facebook, lots of, lots of theories and what is and what isn't. No, I, I thought I was like, I thought we knew this already, but did they you... never said it on the show. That was the problem. Oh, I was saying, did you notice the maps? There was one scene where they were like, yeah, maps. Yeah, so that that's in the beginning where she's walking. She sees that picture of Hannah. There yeah. are those big maps of the United oh. States, and I don't know if that has anything to do I with anything know, or if they're just like cool. So we, do we know, has it been confirmed that it's all 48? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Oh. And his, when we, I interviewed him and they asked, that was one of the big things going around. And so I asked him, and I think in the book they it says that. They talk about it in yeah. the book. And so not, not he's like, yeah, it's the 48 United States. And then the new capital is in Anchorage for the United States. Interesting. Very. So they're super cold or super hot. So Oprah, um, there's some interesting lines in this. And uh, she says... <laughs> And now attuned to remind everyone that's listening, be a Gilead traitor or American patriot, we're, we're still here, stars and stripes forever, baby. And then they play Hungry Heart by Bruce Springsteen, which I thought was hilarious. Um, so, I just thought the lyrics were also, you know, went out for a ride and I never got back. She's sitting in the car, even though she never gets to go on the ride or come back. So, it doesn't matter. Uh, so, June is talking to the baby and asking the baby what it thinks. And then she just says, fuck it. So, she goes back into the house. A great shot of her walking. Across the floor. That was really the first time I'd seen that kind of shot, and that shot threw me off. That's why I made a note of it. There's a shot from, like, the vantage point of the ground. Of, like, if you were, like, a dog, that's where it would be from. Like, a dog's eye view. Like, it was following her across the floor. I thought that was strange. I want to know what the creative choice there was. Made me crazy. It was only, like, five seconds long, just as she was walking into the kitchen. Uh, So she starts stocking up for the road trip, which we're like, hell yeah, let's go. Canadian road trip. She did not stock up very well for that road trip. I was thinking the whole time I was like, that is not enough. Well, maybe she didn't even think that clothes. she was really going to get more food and water. Well, but also, she doesn't know like how long she's got to live. That, that was the stock up of somebody who's never been camping. Well, that was the stock up of somebody who doesn't know how the hell long they have to be in that house before somebody shows up, you know? Right. I mean, if you're No, under... she still thinks she's leaving at this point, and she doesn't know how far she's got to go. You overpack for that shit. But she also doesn't know how much time she's got to pack. Too bad. So, you know, I don't you got to grab what you can grab. I don't know. Yes. Like, I've been so fast out of there. And super totally pregnant, and, though. And totally ill-prepared. I'm right. not saying it's, like, a good idea, but I'd have been so frantic. I'd be freaking out, yeah. But I'd grab, like, three cans of tomato paste and been like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> like, I'd have been so frantic. It would not have gone down. It would not have like, been... no way to open them. I should have not have a can I, opener. No. These are my notes. Just go now. Don't put stuff lovingly in the trunk. <laughs> like, because she's like, oh, yeah. yeah, not the back seat. Maybe in the trunk. trunk. <laughs> what are you doing? I you need to move. I of us would probably just leave with nothing. Right. right, I would not. Yeah, yeah, I would bring all of the things. Yeah, as soon as she found the car, I was like, "Okay, now you go look for luggage." <laughs> you got some like water. You go oh, look I for the luggage. No, no. That's you awesome. I would look for clothes. I would have clothes and water. Probably. Cause like, what yeah. if she would get like, if, f- you know, just far enough away to be like lost in the car and like. But she runs out of gas or something. Like she needs food and water. Right She's there. crazy pregnant. I'm me and Sarah are probably on the same yeah. page. Me and Sarah would have already been gone. Yeah. <laughs> like I don't and even know if I would have waited to find the car. I'd have been like, I'm just Let me run. that way. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I was. I don't. Yeah. Anything. I didn't better. notice the car last or the garage last episode. I would have been packing that bag and like planning on hiking. Right. Yeah. No. Right. Uh, they go. She goes back into the house to look for new clothes, and I thought it was really hilarious that she opens up the closet and the only thing is like Gilead issued clothes, and it's like, well, you can't go anywhere regardless of what kind of woman you are in the society, whether you're on the handmade side right. of life or you're a wife or the black. There's the black dress there. Somebody was saying that the black is the widow's clothes that they wear. Um, but then Fred comes in asking about Commander McKenzie. So now I, I don't know if that's quote. like like a new commander that she got issued. I don't know how that works. Again, I don't know. Like if your husband dies, do you automatically get assigned a new one? Like there's a queue. 
Like, oh, here you I go. Bet there is. I would imagine there is. I mean, those, so. you know, uh, people like Nick that keep getting promoted and promoted and promoted. Right. Eventually, they get a. Well, and something. the picture of her with Hannah is only with the woman. So that's true. I don't know. Just thought it was interesting. Uh, so we get a flashback. Uh, Luke and June getting uh, dressed as they're going to this book release, and it's very pregnant June. And he's talking about not bringing up uh, baseball, baseball with uh, Lenore's dude, because apparently he's from there in Boston. Lenore's dude's from New York, so there's mm-hmm. a thing there. For those of you who don't know, it's a Yankees Red Sox thing. Mm-hmm. And then and Luke is like totally like ogling June, which is awesome because like that's how you do when you're glowing. you're just like how glowing you and you your <laughs> sexy pregnant wife. It's awesome. And she was wearing like this. I love that she was like wearing the skin tight, like owning it. Yeah, dress. Sure. It was she a was great super dress. Cute. And she was like super. <laughs> it was like, yeah, it was all That's out right. there. It was awesome. Uh, so then back to the house. And then I thought this was the Guardians because that is literally what I wrote. Here come the Guardians. No, last <laughs> week we talked about this. You were like, Fred and Serena are going to realize that they fucked this up and they're going to have to figure it out with just the two of them. That's true. So when they showed I didn't up, even that listen made to perfect myself. sense to me because I was like, this is what Justin predicted last I week. I was shocked Serena was with him. <laughs> I know. I thought it was Because if you're Fred, aren't Fred. you terrified to, to oh, tell you Serena? But... But Serena was taking Serena control. Serena was like, of that I'm coming with your ass. He had to tell her or something. No, but she would have sniffed she that did. out in two seconds. He'd have walked in the That's door. That's true. Or, you know, something <laughs> yeah. would have happened and she'd have been like, she was Where's the baby? Do we yeah. know the baby? Where's so, June? So here's my actual note just for the people keeping score at home. It says, Here comes the Guardian. This is all in caps, by the way. Here come the Guardians. Nope, it's Serena and Fred. Damn you, Bruce. <laughs> so there you go. That's also, me. Fred has definitely forgotten how to drive in winter. <laughs> He has been driven around well, for too care. long. They don't care because right. Serena's mad at him. That's how you drive when you're just trying to get out of trouble. <laughs> that's how you. Tra- that is. That's She's trying to smack him in the head in that's the car. It. That's <laughs> it. Like, that's right. I thought they were going to wreck into a tree like on the way. All to the right. House so they're walking around the house. They're screaming for Commander McKenzie and Mrs. McKenzie. And Serena is like, "I'm not leaving." Fred's like, "Well, they're not here. We looked four <laughs> rooms. Guess we got to go." And Serena's like, "Uh, no, we're not leaving." And Serena is like literally freaking out. Like she's like on this like just rampage around the house, which, you you know, if you're her, that's the only thing you have going for you, as you'll see in the scene uh, that she really cares about. So she goes upstairs where June was and she's looking around and there's a super creepy shot when she gets in the hallway. And at the end of the hallway is the woman's fitting the dress. Oh, my God. It's crazy. Yeah. It was like covered in like this like Gossamer, silk, almost yeah, like satin tool or something. Yeah. Um, so that was pretty creepy, but a very cool shot. Uh, so then she sees the handmaid's outfit on the floor, and <laughs> and I was like, "Yeah, lady, that's what happened." Um, so then she freaks really... out. She freaks out. Oh, At that geez. point, though, she jumps from "We have to find them" to "They're already gone." Right. Really fast. They did not search much of that house no. at that point. No. I was like, Serena, this is not like you. You are so thorough normally. She's frantic, she, though. Yeah, she's frantic, and True. I think yeah, she she's realizes desperate. June is so smart. She's done this before. Yeah. She's definitely not in this house. You yeah, know, she's that's super desperate. Yeah. I think she just jumped I, to that She conclusion. doesn't trust Nick like Fred does. No. Yeah. Which... Just confirmed the idiocy of Fred. Oh my god! Just like Ryan. that was the stamp. That was like the Ryan. period on the end of the stupid Fred sentence. He still trusts Nick. He still thinks Nick is going right. to have his back. Uh, amazing to me. Damn. Just amazing to me. So they and, hate each other's guts. Oh my god! Which I knew, right? But I but needed to see it, it like right. this and yes. this like oh, yeah. visceral fashion. Oh. This was a real fight. Oh. Yeah. The, oh, yeah. Oh, they hate each other so much. And so let's dissect this. So there's lots of great lines in this fight. Uh, just lots, <laughs> tons of them. Like, I couldn't even, almost couldn't handle it. I laughed out loud. This was 7 o'clock oh, in the morning. Too, I was yeah. watching this this morning. And <laughs> oh my gosh. Nikki got mad at me because I was going to wake Ariana up. But I was laughing so hard when he talked about, I'll probably be, I'll probably be hung next to you. With <laughs> yeah. all, that'll be my fucking luck. <laughs> but, and I was yeah. like, ah! 
yeah, he makes this line about Nick would never be disloyal. And I feel like all the viewers at home are just going to be like, seriously. Dude. Seriously. He's yeah. a dumbass. Idiot. He is a fucking idiot. It is amazing. So, and Serena's, how could you be so stupid? Uh, they hate you. You raped her yesterday. He says, that was She's your like, idea. All the handmaids run away from you. Or she says yeah. something like that. Like, <laughs> oh my God. She's going for it. And so then he does. He says this line. I did this to fix your mess. Which is an interesting choice I of words. I didn't understand that, that she gave June too much, too much autonomy. freedom, yeah. autonomy, yeah. Oh, too much yeah. gave respect, her the ability but this doesn't read, fix any of that. Too much she... regard. Well, that's because Fred was in charge of it. That's true, and Fred's a fucking idiot. Uh, so, and this is, this is Serena. You sent her out here with the father of her baby to see her daughter. What did you think was going to happen? Which, by the way, is, uh, aside from go to your room, is the go-to Serena line. Uh-huh. What did you think was going to happen? Because that's what she gave him when the uh, first handmaid before June hung herself. And they're standing outside, and the body is in the ambulance, and Serena looks at him and goes, what did you think was going to happen? And you're like, damn. That's kind of your first indication. So I did make this note that I thought it was really interesting that this was the only place I think they could have actually had this fight. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. Right? Right. Because I think in Gilead, even in their own home, with everybody around. Rita's there. Right? Yeah. That's all in There is an eye in their house, like, for real. Exactly. And even though they don't know that. he's totally turned for Mayday, but they don't know. Well, Serena knows that. Other people don't know that. And then Serena with the winning line, you are such a fucking idiot. (laughs) And I was like, I'm vindicated. That's right. He is a fucking idiot. And everything he does screws up. And I feel like this whole episode just vindicates my entire feeling on Fred. And you know she's been wanting to say it forever. It's been in her eyes for a long time. And she finally found the window. And she was like, boom. I literally typed, I win, on the paper. (laughs) Yeah. And Fred says, fuck, when did you become such a bitch? Not just when did you become such a bitch. It's like, fuck, (laughs) when did you become such a bitch? Is, and he's right, too. And they hate each other's guts, and they're the worst people in the world. They are awful. Yeah, this is what I said. So it's been coming for a while, and you feel like this is the only time that really this could have ever happened for them. And it's kind of great to watch. And this argument kind of goes on like it's a continued argument they've been having forever, like as a disgruntled married couple. But you oh, know they haven't. Uh, well. They have not been having this conversation out loud. They've been having it passive-aggressively yeah, for that's years. True. That's true, but it's not the same. Which is also why I think... I know Sarah's referred to this. Like, we haven't gotten, like, post Fred shooting the guy in the head after Serena's been shot mm-hmm. relationship, relationship right. of yeah, them. Yeah. We don't yeah. know, like, what their dynamic was because there seems to be clearly there's a chill there. Obviously, with this, there's things that have been building up over for a while. And I'd love to know if that all started before the even Gilead took over. Yeah, it's hard to imagine June and Fred that we saw before the fall of the government and the rise of Gilead, like the snippets we've seen of the two of them, it's hard to imagine those two people having this fight. Like when they were in the, the movie theater making the plans to take over the entire government? No, I was thinking more when they had to pray before sex. <laughs> the transition, though. You remember how we talked about a little bit that Serena, before the overthrow, was the uh, the face. Mm-hmm. She wrote the book. Yeah. She did the, the conference thing mm-hmm. or whatever. Mm-hmm. And Fred was a supporter. Obviously, when Gilead took over... There was a, a transition, and he became... Right. Yeah, you remember those? there was a couple things where she was like, but I'm going to talk now, and he's like, no, no well, you're there's not. There's that, yeah, that, that scene where they literally shut her out of the office, right? Yes. Like, yeah. she's got, like... There's an important so, meeting happening, and she is not allowed in. I'd love to know more about how all of that fully clicked yeah. into a reversal, because... Because right. you know Fred ain't shit and never has been. Well, that and... <laughs> you know Serena thought she was going to have a stronger hold, but kept getting knocked down a peg, because... And this is when you say to Serena, what did you think was gonna happen right use right. your own line on her way to go good job and you know that she did it she did it all under the justification of 
but I'll have a baby. I'll have a right. baby. There'll it's be a baby. There'll be, be a baby. I just, I and also that, found that hard to swallow. That this was all about getting a baby. I, I am know. I the only one? Yeah. No. I just, I, I mean, you can get I know. really obsessed with it. I am, I am Many women logically aware that it can become an obsession and that for a lot of women, this is a thing that they feel like uh, an instinctual need for and requirement for. And for some people, it doesn't feel like life is really complete until you have that. But God, I mean, they overthrew the government. They destroyed and so many dist- people they in between. murdered so many people and changed society in such a terrible way, even for herself. That I just I really struggle with the that the baby was the ultimate Serena thing she needed to make this to be okay. Like I just struggle with that. Uh, I it's interesting because I don't know how much I think I think the baby obviously is clearly given this speech that she gives here is the ultimate goal for her. Yeah. I, but I and I don't know if she just turned a blind eye to the rest of it because even though she knew okay this is clearly not the right thing to do that and also you don't know i mean there's no indication or really getting into the mindset of what the what people's mindset was like when there was like this birth plague and also confirmed by bruce miller this week was that um that the gunshot did not make her infertile yeah that was so interesting to hear and that she was just infertile just like everybody else was infertile and so that was that caught me off guard because i you know i wasn't said in the book i don't think and so that was interesting for him to confirm that when they were placing the junk gunshot, they were just looking for somewhere to shoot her that she would have to go to the hospital but wouldn't kill her. Wouldn't die. Yeah. And he, it would be grave. And that the placement not. was oh. just kind of coincidental that it was in, as in he hip. said, ovary territory. <laughs> so Serena's flipping out. And so Fred says he'll handle it, which makes me laugh out loud. <laughs> yeah, because Fred, that is yeah. a very, like... He's gonna, said that a bunch of times. He's said it all like, the time. He's been trying it's to a, handle it for a while. And but it's a total panic husband thing wild. to say. Like, you have no answer. So they'll be just like, I'll take care of it, which is also what Lou says he'll do all the time. And so Serena says they're going to put us on the wall. They're going to hang us. And Fred says the line of the day, which is, yeah, maybe they'll hang us side by side. Just my fucking luck. <laughs> which made me laugh so hard because they are both like so off the I rails feel like at this that's point. That's the worst dig he can get at Serena. <laughs> I mean, they're just like gone. It's hilarious to me. Uh, so then, Yvonne Strahovski decides she wants to win more awards and delivers this like passionate, ridiculously great line of "I gave up everything for you and for the cause, and I only ever wanted one thing in return. I wanted a baby, and because of your sick infatuation with that girl and your stupid obsession with her." And then Fred cuts in with like, "Don't you dare!" And puts her against the wall, which I thought was, like, totally out of character for him. But not really, because we've seen him, like Crystal said, we've seen him go a little crazy. Crazy And then he's got him. Mm -hmm. He's got that in him. He's got crazy Fred in him. At this point, June is also upstairs getting a gun out of the... the, What? Yeah, what? At this point, I couldn't believe she didn't look for a gun earlier. Because if nothing else, this house looks like the house of some rich people to go fucking hunting. Hunting, yeah. You, so what you're saying is you would just spend all day in this house finding all the things. No, I would have like realized I was Me alone and, and started packing, assuming I'm hiking the camera. We halfway to Toronto, <laughs> We're not and you're still shit. packing up all the stuff. Yeah, I would be packing up all the things and looking I for I do ammo. wonder, though, it's it's an intense scene, but to me, it, it, I, it wasn't 100% believable. Even though I was freaking out. I was freaking out, but I, it wasn't very believable. One, I, I guess we don't know enough about June's history, but if June grew up in Brookline... She don't know how to use no damn gun. <laughs> An old ass gun like that. I just you find that, the ammunition, yeah. you just throw it in. Like she did right. she like pull up her and phone and you right. know, like that part I I thought it was intense, but I think it was a little it was just kinda uh, random to me. 
My thing was, they're going to leave. They think you've gone. You need to put your head down and don't yes. shoot anybody mm. and just wait there. If they come at you, like, hold up. If so, yes. If they come at you, you'll see them. Fine. You'll shoot them then. It's over. But you need to put your head down. They're going to leave. They're screwed, too. And you hear them talking about how, how screwed, screwed they are. They are. They're right. going to leave. That's true. You need to wait this out. Put the gun down. Well, and especially the gun she has, which is a shotgun, right? which is, like, the least accurate of all the firearms you could have at that point. And she's shaking nervously, right. and there's just... No. Probably got too much uh, shotgun experience in her repertoire, so... No. no. I was like, what it's are true. you doing, June? I thought that was a little forced, too, Crystal. I'm with you. I would yeah. not think that, that it was... was a bit much. After this, Serena just keeps repeating, I have nothing. I have nothing. You left me with nothing. I have nothing. I will never hold my baby. And she just keeps, like, repeating it. Over and over again to the point where you're like, stop it or I'm going to start feeling feelings for you again. <laughs> you evil, evil human being. for her. It's so terrible. She's evil. I know. She's mm-hmm. evil. I want to hate her. We and just then, can't And then things like this happen. I mean, I'm I like, do hate her after I last I hate her a lot. I'm like, yeah. I'm like telling myself that I hate her. I'm like, no, she is evil. Do not have pity. But then when that scene, how can oh. you not? She's yeah, so I mean, old. even I was just like, Serena's faces is just I like, know. I, I, it's, I know. That's, it's like uh. her faces are so sincerely whatever it is in that moment. Either she's pure fucking evil or she is like this doe-eyed, beautiful, yeah. sweet, blonde lady who just wants a baby. Right. Emotional. Yeah, right? yeah, I think it's a testament to Yvonne Strahovski. Oh, it's oh, crazy. Yeah. We feel this way. All I, I really feel like Killing all this is... Masterful performance so that we Fred, still feel like this. So after Fred goes from shoving her up against the wall to trying to sweet talk it, which totally like I'm gonna I'm gonna call local security. It's all gonna be okay. And then I also thought like in a normal situation in a normal society, Serena would have options as to what she's gonna do. Sure. Like walk home. Mm-hmm. It's a popular choice. Yeah. Do Drive something yourself. else. Call your friend. Call your sister. Say fuck you, Fred. I'm out. Get an Uber. Going to my sister's house. She didn't have a choice. She has to get in the car and go with him, and he has to drive because of where they're at. The most awkward car ride. <laughs> right? Can you imagine? That would be a great like cutaway scene. I hope we yeah, get that. I want to get like car. this whole I want to get this whole like, I it was very I hope silent. episode twelve is like this whole day from their perspective. Like just do that. that would I be want cool. that whole thing. I want the car ride there. Mm. I want the car ride back. I, I just want a whole episode a of them screaming at each other. Is that wrong? I think it's wishful thinking, Justin. Is that wrong? <laughs> this isn't the walking dead. Yeah. Thank God. <laughs> Who mows the lawn in The Walking Dead? That's what we want. Tim was talking about that literally yesterday. <laughs> Have you ever seen that? There's a great meme where somebody has like a shot of all these zombies coming. It's been like however long it's been since the zombie apocalypse started. And all the lawns are still like immaculately kept. And nobody's like overgrown or anything. And they're like, who is mowing the lawn in The Walking Dead? Yeah, so then they take off and leave. But Fred is going to call local security. So we know that June really can't jet anywhere because they're going to come after her. So we know we're in big trouble. I think. At least that's what I was feeling. Uh, so then scene three, June upstairs uh, is having labor pain. She's not going to labor. Uh, so f- this is a flashback, and this is pretty cool because we get a little more of her not, mom. Not a normal labor pain either. No. Intense. Very intense. Uh, so June's mom is talking about the l- going into labor while performing a uterine myomectomy, which I Google, and uh, it's a procedure to remove fibroids. Oh. Which, unlike a hysterectomy, leaves the uh, reproductive organs intact. That's a thing and they can do now. According to Wikipedia's quote, it preserves the woman's reproductive potential. Their words, not mine, just so you know. So, uh, Moyer asks if she had three epidurals. <laughs> that was great. <laughs> I love Moyer. Which all these, so much. you know, and Sarah, Tara, Sarah totally saying, I couldn't feel anything. I, I so, did they give you one? Did you get one at all, or did you oh, not need no, it? Because I did. You didn't I'm feel talking it. about I couldn't feel the contra- contractions because right. my stomach was so outstretched. That like it yeah, was your tr- were it just was gone. trying to do things and it was ineffective. Like it was just like, Ew. 
It's already too much. I was going to say, which if you're full term with twins, you just kind of feel like that anyway. So but oh, the man. only reason I knew is because the monitor was registering that I was having oh, contractions no. and I had no idea. So huh. my so, situation's atypical. So essentially June's mom wants her to have this baby at, what is this place? What are these places called? Like a birthing, like a birthing center. Birthing center? Yeah. Okay, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. Yeah. So like what would most... you have at a birthing center? Just some person who's There's uh, You have doulas and you have midwives. midwives. Oh, okay, midwives. Yeah. That's the one there's I was a, looking there's for. There's a lot of different options mm. available for yeah, birthing practitioners. Yeah. But you can do something like that with zero drugs. I mean, mm-hmm. right. they have those. Yeah, sure. and so like Water it's just to reduce the risk of like, of... if you're at a hospital, like the likelihood. And I, I gave birth at a hospital on purpose because I wanted to. Um, <laughs> like June where she says, it's not me, I want doctors but, and nurses and lots of drugs. Yeah, pretty much. Um, <laughs> the the drugs weren't as good as I thought they were going to be. Anyway, uh, it's it like really lowers the risk of you getting a C-section maybe unnecessarily or when you feel it's not yeah. warranted but right. like a doctor might disagree. Like at some point they just, you just get a C-section at a hospital right. yeah. if it gets rough. And I feel like, the, and, like you don't get a choice say this, this happens more often now than it has in the past. Women are getting C-sections they don't need. Yeah, yeah. There have definitely been some that. studies yeah. that um, that show that you're more likely to just get like pulled in for a C-section just if it looks iffy. Partly because it's like safer now than it was before and stuff like that. It's easy to do. <laughs> Doctors don't want to get sued. Like if something goes wrong in your natural labor, like it's it's very very dangerous. Right. Oh, and I, and I know we talked so about this before the show out. started, but <laughs> Tiana, I believe, is the only one went full natural. Yeah, yeah, natural with drugs. Natural um, with drugs. It was well, C-section. Yeah. C-sections yeah. all around. Nikki had a C-section. I have a cat. Crystal. <laughs> Crystal has a cat. <laughs> to be announced. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, Moira, Min Moyer, I love Moyer breaks. My friend Bridget had birth, gave birth oh, to the stream. And she YouTubed <laughs> she YouTube it. it and everything, which was amazing. I love Moira so much. Yeah, because the, the thing right before that is June is like her mom is saying she's going to be there. And I guess there's this history of her not being where Love she's supposed it. to be or not, yeah. you know, being around when she said she's going to be around. So June tells her, don't make promises you can't keep. So yeah. Moira is like, awkward She's breaking the tension, yeah. <laughs> all right, so June has the car and the gun and has finally gathered all the things that Tiana says she should have. And <laughs> also, sorry. is trying to get the garage <laughs> open. This. Okay, so this is the part where I was like, I knew there was going to be something wrong. We're not getting in this car. We're not driving away. Uh, so I go, there's so many steps to escape a place. So that's what I put on <laughs> There's so many steps. Oh Except if you're me and Sarah, who would have just said, is that north? <laughs> Canada is okay. north. That's where I'm going. Pick Here we up. go. Finger in the That's wind. why we die in the yeah. woods. But right. I'd, still, I'd still be okay with that, I, I think. I was going to say, we, we would have been dead on the wall a long time ago. Right. Don't worry. We'd never make it here. That's true. We are dead. Uh, so June we, just tries We've been having that woods birth. <laughs> we'd, be, we'd be YouTubing our birth by the stream. Frozen yeah. stream. Really, really, really natural birth. Yes. <laughs> the wolf would be there, you know. Right. Like, I got you, girl. Yeah. Okay, let me go get some leaves. <laughs> wait a minute, wait a minute. Not now, not now. Well, the wolf would just be going getting, hey, guys, check this out. Check yeah. this out. She's totally doing it. This is other animal making weird noises. That's not how you Come do see. it. Go tell her. No, no, no. Let her go. Let her go. See, I got the whole thing worked out in my head. Then she's going to try and go through the door, which conveniently we have a garage that has about one foot on the back and one foot on the front, which Angie's looking at me like, that's not, not how Not real. Work. And especially if you're that rich, there's no way your garage looks like that. And the other thing I was thinking is, what the hell are these doors made of? Like, Right? You, well, but you see later that I it's all that frozen. It's all iced down. I get it when she comes out, but I'm like, still. But this is the I time to use the shotgun. I thought the same thing. Right? That's true. 
That's yeah. true. Use the shotgun now. And then, you know, those little levers, or what is that little thing you can pull on to open the garage? The emergency you can't thing. do it because it's, you know, it's ice over, I get over. it. But I'm like, the car would go through. Would bend it. It didn't even bend. I'm yeah, like, there wasn't. Come on. Yeah. I don't know that I buy that it would have gone through, but it definitely wood. would have, like, really Something. fucked up that garage. Right. Door. I thought she had right. a show. A lot of torque. It would have needed enough. Because she went out with, like, I don't know what it was. Yeah, it really looked like just a handle of something. More than no, it was a shovel. She was trying to dig it out, dig out the ice. Girl, you are from. You are from Boston. You know you turn it over and you knock. <laughs> yep. You hit the ice. That would have that's a that's a three minute job. Hit the awesome. ice, it breaks up. I just kept thinking like inside, you are gonna I just kept thinking like you are gonna go into fucking labor. Well, like you can't do that shit when you're super kind of pregnant. In active labor. Well, maybe not active labor, but pre labor yeah, or whatever. Definitely. Um I'm thinking there's no way she would be able to take no. that right. shovel and do that anyway. No. So I was like, not for oh. very long. And well yeah. you see why because then she falls down. Right. Even that's the stress right. of like being in the car. Yeah. Like Expending that much energy, and she's clearly like completely tensed up. But all those endorphins like, take oh over, man. and all yeah. of that. What is that? What is that release? Yeah, but does your uterus gets? give a shit about endorphins? Adrenaline, all of that. Yeah, I think it does. Really, it, it does. does it? Yeah, wow. all that stuff is like regulated by hormones. Yeah. yeah, I don't know if this matters, but I don't know if you guys noticed the the little hangy things that you use to plug the garage doors were like hot pink. Oh, really? Did you guys notice that? No, I did not notice that. No. Crystal I thought that was like a foreshadowing of like a baby girl. I don't know. Mm. Maybe I was just looking into Look at stuff. You go. But I, I like that. that All right, so she falls down onto the snowy ground or icy ground, what have you, which is clearly not good. But then her water breaks because she hey, keeps saying, "Not, outfit. not now, oh, baby, no, not I think now." She kept like reaching and feeling and looking, and I, I felt like it was blood. I thought it was blood at the yeah, time too. Two bloods. But I don't Crystal. I thought it was water. I thought it was now water. That I, now that I'm thinking about it, I think it was I put on her water costume. So like now I'm not sure. Like did it just seem red because it was? A red dress. Oh, I don't and I know. just thought because of her reaction saying, not now, baby, not now, was more a, That's the true. baby is coming, my water is yeah, broken, as opposed to, scary. oh shit, yeah. I'm bleeding. Not reaction. that I've had a baby before, but I, I, I understand I the water the water break is like, oh, whoosh, like, oh shit, like you, there's no, no, no that's not, oh, okay. that's actually not how it works at all. Yeah. Um, it's almost always like, it's like you just peed. Yeah, but like, but you have a, no control over it. You can't like, oh hold yeah, it. you oh, don't no. have control over it. You can't hold it in, it just happens. Yeah, no. Nikki's water no broke control. on my foot ah! in the bathroom. It was like the worst hours. nightmare. So I had like, no idea when it happened. We got on the highway and there was a traffic jam on the highway. Oh. And like by some grace God, there was an ambulance like behind us, like on another lane. And he was like. It was like not transporting. No, what, it didn't have anything to do with us. I don't know what he was doing, but he was like. I'll get you through. Follow me. So he like let us through the traffic jam. Did you just like jump out of the car and be like, help? No, he just he was up next to him. We flagged him, and he was like, because he was like one car behind us on the left, and so he like drove us through this traffic jam, and like it got to the point where we were like literally like a hundred yards from where the traffic was breaking to go, but he got us through it, and we took off and went off. Oh wow. That's, That's amazing. amazing. That's I've already story. heard. Mm-hmm. I've already heard that story, but I was like right? nervous for you again the second yeah. time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we were happen? freaking out a little bit. I was like, I'm gonna have to deliver this damn baby in this car. Oh that is not a thing oh I'm gosh. equipped for, right? Look at Tiana's like, oh. what? <laughs> no, I don't know right. about that. All right, so then the do- the dog wolf is back, which we've established as a wolf. <laughs> a wolf, because I was just still unsure <laughs> at this point. And I'm pretty. In my head, the wolf only represented bad things. Just so you know. All of you really? were like thinking protective wolf no, I thought and lone wolf. Too. I was like, this, well, yeah, the first time I was like, this wolf. is very Little Red Riding Hood. And then after that, I was like, oh, fuck, is he going to try to eat her? But he wasn't like, Arr. Maybe he's like no. representing her like feral tendencies in this moment because she's kind of like on her own in the woods and she's alone and doesn't know how she's going to survive. Yeah, I, just See, I thought he was animals. like representing death or like Gilead as a whole. Yeah. Like just I, being like right I, there waiting for her yeah. to die or waiting for her to screw up. Like, 
the possibility mm. of death, like, but recurring, all, you know, in all of these very precarious what, situations. I don't know. Myself. Sometimes, like, I, I don't know. Sometimes it makes them black. Black doesn't always mean, like, darkness or... Um, I didn't think it was because it was black. I thought it was because it had no. teeth. <laughs> no, but you remember he, but she, you know, usually in movies you see like a, a wolf and it's like, right. yeah. Like, oh yeah, it's you know, great, he was yeah. just kind of like he was acting like a dog, like, hey, what's know. going on? I'm yeah, just gonna stand here, standing back. Right. It wasn't so no, much. He wasn't yeah. aggressive, but he was definitely did not seem like a like he was there to like hang out and help. I was feeling <laughs> more, was more like, like it was like how a buzzard vibe. will mm-hmm. like watch something that might die soon. Do you know what I mean? Like, that's kind wolves, of what that, I was wolves thinking. Wolves like live things, right? Yes, wolves, wolves do don't like, like live things. Yeah, but like, like, it, like it was just waiting for her the to be like webs. wounded enough that she couldn't. What did the inner wolves say? Are you googling lone black wolf? Maybe I have a secret fear of wolves. I love it when we Google it. Was cute. Angie, Angie, Angie's googling lone black wolf. What does the lone black wolf say? Nothing good, right? No, actually, it's quite the opposite. It's very positive. It's a guide, a spiritual guide. See, guardianship, ritual, loyalty, and spirit. Yep. Wolf wolves have the ability to make quick and firm emotional attachment and often need to trust their own instincts. Black wolves lies matter. (laughs) (laughs) They matter. Thank you, I feel like Professor Trelawney and Harry Potter would really have something to say about that. Thank you, Angie. For for see Google Magic. It's the white rose. We got the white rose right? We got the black wolf right? What was the white rose? Basically like um, I didn't listen to the podcast while I was out. It was basically like a symbol of like love or admiration or appreciation and camaraderie. Okay, wait, but aren't some white white flowers death? Like I feel like I've heard someone say don't get me white carnations or something. Oh well, maybe carnations carnations funeral flowers. Those are funeral flowers. I thought it was white though. All right, so June, back into the house after the wolf house. You have a sister. Apparently in friendship. Uh, she makes fire like you would. Although I wouldn't, because again, that would attract other people. That's, yeah. So the baby's coming. Like she's in like full like almost labor right now. Uh, <laughs> so then we get flashback. June and Luke at the hospital. Uh, June asking for the epidural, and Lord, Luke and Moira fighting over who gets to make <laughs> the play. Who gets the playlist? And uh, that was great. That was amazing. I <laughs> loved that scene so much. Like, whose phone is this? I love that June tries to defend her first. Fa- She's like, yeah, like Moira's his- face when she realizes she lost the playlist battle. Oh. <laughs> yeah, there's several love moments Moira. of that with Moira where she's like trying to be the one who's yeah. comforting June and like Lucas kind of. God, her just, yeah. yeah. Moira in that whole scene. Yep. When the baby's born, Moira's face. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Just, totally. Oh. All the awards. All right, so yeah, then (laughs) the best best part is he plays the song, and the song is mostly terrible. And I feel like right off the gate, it was horrible. You know that that's not the song that you want to hear while you're in labor. (laughs) And so so she says, "She fuck this. What is this song? I hate this song." Not until the contraction came. The contraction came, and it got real, real fast. And she was like, "What the fuck is this?" What would you want to listen to while you were in labor? Not nothing. I have the tiger. I have the tiger. (laughs) Nice. Did you have music on? Like I didn't. We didn't have the option. I don't think. Uh, we had music for a while because I was in labor for like twenty-seven and a half hours. Oh, oh, um, we had some music know. at some point, um, and like looking back, I really should have like thought ahead and made a playlist with some like good Bikini Kill and stuff, and yeah. like did not cross my mind in preparing for the hospital. It's because oh. they didn't have Handmaid's Resistance Radio on Slacker Radio. Clearly, yet. it would have been great. Yeah, that would have been, been great playlist. You can listen for free on the Slacker app. In case you're wondering, it's true. That's there a real are some thing. awesome people breaking in with with notes about the music, true. just putting that's that true. out there. It's true. Notes from the cast. Ot Fag Benley mm. talks about the music. Mm. Uh, <laughs> we go back to June on the floor. There's lots of blood on the sheets. Lots of 
That well, that that's troublesome, right? What yes. does that mean? That's where she went out. She, in danger. That's where she went out and shot the gun to get so uh, somebody would come. But is the blood thing? Is that is that a you are in danger or baby's in danger? It could be, it could be, it could be both. Yeah. And it could be like Without a recurrence a of whatever the thing she had. It could be a lot of things before. Like when she was the, bleeding before, yeah. it could have been. Oh. I guess yeah, she, that so, can recur. I don't yeah, know if that can come back. Her could have been detaching. Yeah, it yeah. could have been, could so been a lot things. of things. A lot of things. All right, so then we get okay. Sorry, I'm and, then, and then we get this voiceover, <laughs> which I would like to I would like to recall back to a long time ago when we had the when the hospital episode came and she looked in the camera and she was talking to the baby, but mm, then she was talking yeah, to us and, then and she, she said, broke the fourth wall and she said, "I promise that that she wasn't gonna you weren't gonna have to grow up here," and she still might not. We got two episodes left. But I like to say, up to this point, I was right when I said, I don't believe you at all. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why she said, I'm sorry, because she had to go shoot the gun and get effectively get help. Mm -hmm. So obviously they're going to find them. Right. She she walks outside. She shoots the gun. Uh, Mr. Wolf is also back. Mr. Wolf. It's what it's his name, Mr. Wolf. Hey, Mr. Wolf. Like Nobody else named him. Name. What if it was no, a gal wolf? Even, but like like he needs a Mrs. first name. It could have been a Mrs. Sister wolf. I wanted to know if it was a girl wolf or not. I wish like mm. they would have made that obvious. Put it like a Put. bow. <laughs> <laughs> like when you take a foofy dog to the groomer and they get like a bow on the ear. Oh my god. <laughs> or a jingly collar with rhinestones yeah. or something. Uh, so, Let's call her Sister Wolf. Yeah. So she shoots a gun. Says, "Here I am. Come and get me." And. uh I feel like she's really doing it more for the baby than she is for herself because I think she realizes that if, yeah. as she's much as she's bleeding that yeah, she's no, not going to yeah. be able to make yeah. it out of there right. uh, because she didn't leave like Justin and Sarah would have. Um, so now we're in full labor. See, and if she had left, and then this happened. No water. No. But if we t- all we need is the shotgun then. <laughs> then we have the same no result. Androids, she can just stop, shoot the gun in the air, <laughs> and the guardians come and get her. I feel like my plan's better. Uh, so she's on uh, in front of, of the fireplace, totally just like labor, labor, which this is the scene that Bruce Miller was talking about. So in our interview with Bruce Miller, we asked him, what was the hardest scene to shoot? Somebody asked mm-hmm. that on Instagram, I think. And he, I thought that he was going to say the rape scene Ugh. because hard, he said, well, because he said, depends on what your definition of hard is, is what he was the first part of the answer. But then he mentioned there's a scene coming up where she gives birth to the baby. And all my head went to, because this show is horrible and awful and does terrible things to humans, is what the fuck's going to happen to that baby? I did not think, oh, we had to shoot this in front of a fireplace with light going in all fucking possible directions. This is an editing and, like, staging and shooting cinematography nightmare, which I can only imagine, also, like... possibly the most demanding thing you could ask for of an actor. Right. And you can imagine, like, because they're shooting that from all different angles, and there's a fire, which you can't control unless mm-hmm. somebody knows something I don't. And that did not look to be a, like, CGI fire. Because she's right? not really pregnant. Right. right. And so she's got to, like, do that. How many times do you think she's got to do that? I want to know how many times they had to shoot that scene from oh, different gosh. angles with her, like, going, like, screaming at the top of her lungs. And Angie said that she's seen a couple live bursts and that that was fairly yes. accurate. Yes. Absolutely. Super agree. accurate. Yeah. And Elizabeth Moss doesn't have any children. No. She, she doesn't? No. Not I that I know so. of. Wow. I don't think so. And that's that's way more impressive. I was very impressed. I assumed she had given birth before no. after watching yeah. that. No, really. Like oh, I just she assumed is. because that was she really she's incredible. I mean, other than them like not showing the hours and hours and hours and hours and hours and hours that leads up to it, like right. that was super. She embodied spot that. on. Yeah, so, I believed every minute of that. I would agree. Yeah. I mean, I thought it was probably one of the best shot scenes of someone having a baby because you yeah. know in the yeah. movies it's right. like that never happens. That's not right. what it's really like. Right, but. She was there. Yeah. Yeah, because she's like on all fours, like grinning right. teeth and bare. Yeah, and like, like the, the weird thing. positions, that's like actually the best way to have a baby. Right. Yeah. That's, that's what like I was those thinking. Those are the best positions yep. to be in to have a baby. 
Right. That's she your natural, like, what like your body wants gravity to do. To like, yep. let gravity help you. <laughs> exactly. For women who do give birth. Uh, so then Bodies we got a flashback. So this is while she's in labor. And this is where they start going double, triple flashback on me. And it got a little, little hectic. Yeah, and, then, and this is all the feels. So they, they doubled, they tripled down on the feels for you, just in case you weren't feeling anything. Time to feel something. So uh, we get June and Luke and Moira. Uh, Luke trying to comfort June. June tells him to go fuck himself. And she's like, <laughs> no, seriously. Seriously. Go fuck yourself. Yeah. No, we never had that moment when Nikki was in labor. Did any of you have that kind of moment with your husband? No. No? Never? Kind of. Um, I, I, obviously not a mother, have not given birth, but I have been in, in excruciating pain. And I feel like, does this happen to you where you just start, you start remembering different things, like your memory? Does that happen sort to of, you? That happens to me. Yeah. Oh, like really? I just start thinking about random things and my brain kind of goes from topic to topic. I don't know. Huh. Like with the whole flashback thing sort of made a lot of sense to me. I do uh-huh. have that experience when my anxiety is really, really bad and I am just freaking out mm. mentally, like in my head. I'm yeah. freaking out and like maybe I look fine outwardly. I don't know. Popcorn. But yeah, like I'm going Everybody's through like emotion. all the different um, things that are semi-tangentially related. Yeah. Yeah. So we, uh, on top of this flashback, so Luke and June, go fuck yourself flashback, gets doubled flashback by the Red Center with Lydia, which is interesting because this is a thing we had not seen, which is them coaching all the handmaids yeah, through what it's going to be birth, how to, yeah. like a Lamaze class right, essentially yeah. Yeah. with Lydia leading pregnant. it even yeah. though they're not pregnant yeah. yet yeah. it's like a pre it's like preparing you for Lamaze yeah. and then Janine's actual yeah and then Janine's you know it was just crazy to it see it was all of the, all of the women in right? her life and yep. like yeah. how they relate yep. to birthing yeah and the best one of the best shots was when uh, they're doing the red center shot and Moira is like over there looking Stank like face. seriously what the fuck well, and you know, Moira is looking at her, like, remembering June's first birth. First yes. Because yeah. she's yeah. there exactly. for it. But she's weird. bringing all those people in that moment that yep. she can. She having she those yeah. announced to say, yeah. like, I can do this. This is it. Final like push. There. Here we go. And then once yeah. again, going back to that second episode last season with Ann Dowd, like, being, like, more into that birth than yeah. I have ever seen a person be into oh, anything. Sh- she's like... <laughs> breathe. And she's, like, got everything into it. Like, oh, my God. She's, like, the hype amazing. woman. Uh, so then we get a triple She's flashback. Fantastic. Here we go. Triple flashback. Uh, June has the baby. Uh, and then we got Janine's birth. So June then has the baby. And she's like, hello there. Hi. And then flashback to Hannah being born. Uh, June's mom shows up, which I got to be honest, didn't even know that she wasn't there. <laughs> oh, I did. Did you? Uh, yeah. okay. Immediately, yeah. I was yeah. like, "Where's She's her mom?" She's not there. She didn't make it. Especially yeah. when Mora said, "I'm gonna text her." I'll, I'll text oh, okay. Her. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's that. a part where like Mora is unable. It's to It's while they were fighting over the music. Unable yeah. to reach the mom, and you're like, "Oh no." Okay. I, I, it. it was setting up for her mom not to make it, and I was like already feeling sad for her. And then her mom shows up. So. Yeah, she shows up. Apparently, there was shitty right weather. After. Shitty weather right in Atlanta. After, Flight was delayed. So, but at least it's it's when you get the happy hormones right after. You know, the rush. Yeah. Uh, so then there's, she's talking to the baby, or talking to June, and she's like, sweetie, you did it, this is Hannah, and she introduces her, and this is your grandmother, Holly. Now, the episode of, the title of this episode is Holly, Holly. Yeah. and that is what she And names. in the book, you never learn her name. That's true. We don't learn her name in the book. Uh, so then she says, your name is Holly. Uh, you have a big sister, her name is Hannah, and one day you're going to meet. And then uh, she goes back into the voiceover, which we're still not sure, 100% if this is from the book. So if you're out there listening and you confirm the bookiness of this, please let us know. <laughs> the bookiness. Uh, I looked up some of it while we were talking okay. earlier. Yeah. And so I type some it all up and it's, I keep on going with this mutilated story because I want you to hear it. And I feel like at that point I was like, oh man, this is going to be bad things. I don't want to hear bad things. But uh, as, I, as I will hear yours too, if I ever get the chance, if, if I meet you or you escape in the future or in heaven by telling you anything at all and believing in you. 
I believe you into being because I'm telling you the story. I will tell you a story. Uh, I typed this wrong. Um, I will your existence. I will your existence. Okay, because I can't read. <laughs> I tell you, therefore you are. And then she says, we did it, Holly. And that's it. Yeah. And that is the close. And then they play uh, a live version of Bruce Springsteen's Hungry Heart, which is pretty awesome because the crowd sings the entire version. Mm-hmm. I just couldn't figure out which version it is and what city it's from. I'd like to know that. So somebody figure You're that out for me. You're such a music nerd. We love you I did anyway. see him in concert, and it was amazing. Just if anybody oh, cares. Jealous. Did you? Yeah. No, I'd never seen him. Like, I, I never took my did. dad two jealous. years ago. Or last, yeah, it was two years mm-hmm. ago about now. I like, go to all the good concerts. Like, I knew that he was, like, I expected it to be good, right? Like, it was, I had high bar for Bruce, but, like, and I, I have a high bar for concerts anyway because Pearl Jam is my favorite band on the planet, and they put on one of the best live shows in the history of mankind, um, and he was just off the charts. Right it right. was incredible. It was absolutely amazing. So, good choice by Bruce to play Bruce at the end of the episode. I also Especially wanted, that song. Right. Exactly. So... I also kind of wanted to hear Born in the USA at that point. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Born in the USA would be very appropriate for this show, given the actual lyrical content and meaning behind Born in the USA. So, yeah. But Sarah might not like that, because Sarah doesn't like the musical choices 90% of the time. Oh. You don't? No. Well, Justin and I have a millennial versus Gen X thing going. Oh. And I'm not technically a millennial. Well, we can talk about it. She straddles. Say it. I I do straddle, because straddle is not... Specifically, a sexual word. Many things can straddle. Right. But he. Made I mean, it, it wasn't weird until you said that. I'm yeah. just gonna <laughs> point this out. No, because Justin calls me out every time. No, because you. It was just the three of us, and Sarah was sitting where you're sitting, and Tiana's on the other side. So it's Sarah between me and Tiana, and Sarah says the words "straddling millennial," and Tiana and I just share this moment, like. <laughs> What, what did she just say? <laughs> and so then, from then on, it was the Gen Xers teaming up against the. I'm and then not, she's not even technically yeah, a Gen I'm, Xer. But I am technically spirit, also straddling. Um, yeah, Generation. I'm in that weird like so we're the only five-ish year right? gap yeah, where I'm, like we're you, on like the tail end really of the Gen X. Like Gen like Xers because we, we remember life before technology was a thing. Millennials yeah. do um, too. I'm a, yeah, I'm a millennial. And I do. Totally. Did you ever write? Um, how many years did you have to write book reports before you were allowed to use computers on them? Oh, I mean, many years. Also, I went to DPS, so there were no computers What's anywhere. That? Detroit Public Detroit Schools. Oh, we schools. weren't allowed to like, go to the library and use a computer. Yeah, no. We used Microfish in my sophomore, yeah, my sophomore yeah. research paper in high wow. school. Wow. Yeah. 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 In yeah, 2000. They taught me how to type in senior year of high school. I was going to say. I, I was in seventh grade. It was terrible. And I did typewriter. My <laughs> typing classes typewriters. In seventh grade. I had an email address for the first time when I was 19. I went to oh, college nice. and they I gave don't know me when one. I got my first email address. I think I, mine first, my first one was in college. 13 is when I had my first email address. Stop it. Yeah. <laughs> See, that's what, when and you say stuff now, like 13. Oh, it is old. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like we didn't have a computer in the oh, home yeah. I was in high school. I also should mention that the last thing we do really hear as far as the episode goes is the cars of the Guardians or whoever is coming. Like coming down the road, mm, you do hear yeah. the vehicles yeah. coming. So we're not. And you see the lights. We're not sure who that's going to be yet. It was more than one car. Yes, sure. Yeah. Oh, I feel absolutely. like it's definitely Guardians because that was multiple. Yeah, they vehicles. usually travel in they, packs. They sounded like they knew how to drive in snow. <laughs> <laughs> so it's not Fred. Um, oh, I, I think it's probably Fred and Serena. I don't again. think it's Fred and Serena. Oh, I, I honestly Guardians. don't even know because I'm like, she's had the baby. What the fuck is going to happen to her? Like, what is going to happen? How great was it though that she did get a few hours of just By her herself, and yeah. the baby? That's it, what makes us seem so beautiful. Yeah, I, know. I think. She, did she get a few hours? Or whatever. Or I, feel, I feel like Anything. it was just moments. Yeah. Because the plan was to immediately rip the baby away from her, and yeah. Serena right. made that very clear. So the yeah. fact.
fact that she even got however minutes, hours, yeah. whatever. The fact that she got anything because it was dark her. when she had the baby and it was starting to get light. So she had like a few hours there with just her and her baby. And yeah, I didn't notice that. That was no, really sweet, and I didn't think that that was going to be able to happen. That's cool. At I didn't notice all. that part. It would have been really hard for me to watch an episode where they just. Took the baby her away. Last week, can you write? No, that no. would have been back to back. I would have been done with the show. I, I like because after episode that. ten, I was like, I'm not sure I can forge ahead mm-hmm. with this. I really yeah. had some moments with it. So if that had happened, yeah. if she hadn't even been able to hold her, if they just pulled the baby oh, directly geez. away from her, like, yeah, no, I'm I'd have been, been like, like out of her done. womb into another yes. person. And I love that. I love that we took that from Serena. Oh. She yeah. didn't have her stupid birthing ceremony. You won't fucking get yeah. one of. You never do. <laughs> you didn't get it. You yeah. didn't get any of it. That's true. I'm I so excited. That. Like the weird thing. Where she, she didn't get any of that. But, yeah, no, you mentioning that she finally had some time alone kind of goes back to last week or last episode when she's at the window and she like has that like two yes. seconds of a moment alone yes. with the baby where she touches her stomach and then all of a sudden Janine and the rodeo show yeah. comes in and then it's on like Donkey Kong to do the birth. <laughs> And so there was, like, that moment where she was, like, having this little thing. And then finally she gets, like, you were saying, like, you know, a prolonged period of time that she should have been escaping to Canada. But she does get it with her baby. Yeah. So. But I do, I really did appreciate the birthing scene. I thought it was, like, perfect. I don't know. Like, it, the nudity of it would just seem very natural and normal. Right. And I feel like if you're in a situation, that's probably how you would want to do it. Yeah. <laughs> like, let me just like go all the way, you're wolf hot. mama. It's yeah. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, you can't have the handmaid's go. outfit on and try any of no. that. No way. Uh-uh. No. Just from a standpoint of that, it was completely different than any episode that they've really done so far. In that, it was 99 percent, like you said, Elizabeth Moss by herself, mm-hmm. essentially for it's an really entire a great episode. episode for it. Yeah. It's just awesome. And just watching her, because up to this point, we haven't, like I said, had a lot of prolonged performance from her. It's been a lot of getting to know the rest of the characters and diving into their stories and not spending a ton of time with her and being not able since to the see the beginning her. of the series, I think. Right. Yeah. yeah. When we're kind of getting introduced to things. Exactly. And so it was really nice to see her, because you kind of forget almost, you almost, almost take for granted how good she is as an actress. And so I seeing like this... Like, dynamic performance of, you know, all the feelings and all the emotions and the labor scene, which was just unbelievable. It was just awesome. I thought it was great. I, I yeah. wrapped up thinking, she's going to win an Emmy just for that scene yeah. Yeah. right there. I right. mean, that, so that seals it for me, for her, I think. I, I don't know. Oh, I haven't I know. seen something like that on TV in a long time. That mm-hmm. yeah. So beautiful yeah. performance by a strong female actress. I right. And you you saying that, that you'd seen a live birth like that before, yeah. and that, that kind of sealed it yeah. for me, because I have not, so I don't know. I know what I think it would look like in some and, way. And, you know, also, I was really appreciative that this was something that was done by Hulu at that point, because that is that is a scene that never would have happened on Correct. Yeah. television. Network television. Regular no. television. No, you're right. Yeah, you're right. no, we never would have seen something right, like that. All right, so, but where do we think this is going? Well, I think the Guardians are going to come take the baby. You think so? And her, but I'm maybe. And really won't. afraid of what's going to happen when Serena finds out. Me too. Right. That's what I'm saying. Like, Serena and Fred. Ugh. Also, but though, how are Serena and Fred going to explain this? Right. That's I'm really interested in seeing that. about Eden and Nick coming to play. Sorry, Team what? Nick folks. What's your theory? Oh, my theory is that they're going to pin it on Nick and Eden. 
Wait, so how? And like <laughs> old yeller their asses, like tie them to cinder blocks oh. or kettlebells and throw yeah, them. Yeah, because the, the, the big thing how now. anybody would buy that this was Nick and the, the big thing now that people are like, okay, there's like several things in the trailer that have not been shown yet, which is right. the pool scene. That's with, true. We've only with, got two episodes left. The pool scene with the people with the weights tied to their waists and their legs. And one is a guardian and the other person is in like a nightgown. And then the, uh, what was the other one? Oh, there, this was not in the trailer. So that's really the last thing in the trailer. Because the other thing was this conversation of if you would have shown her one ounce of kindness, we wouldn't be in this situation from Fred. That was in this episode. Well, yeah. So my, I want, sometimes I go like regular TV network kind of thinking. I'm like, Nick fought the guys. (laughs) He actually shot one of the people who took him away. He shot them. He drove off and he made a plan. He's going to come back and pick her up and go. That's That's just, I just, that's what, I know it's not true, but that's what I want to believe. I just want to believe the movie. I know, right? That he would like come back like riding in, like, I got you, June, me and the baby and you are going to Toronto, baby. Let's do this. And I know it's not going to happen, but I can't, no, Nick can't die. No, I feel like that's as likely as that it's Moira and Luke. OMG. All right, so I guess we'll find out next week. Oh, yeah. All right, so thank you for joining us, everybody here. This was awesome. Happy fourth. Yeah, full house. Full house. I liked it. uh, We'll be back next week for episode 12. Uh, I think, what else are we going to have this week? So we have our Sydney Sweeney interview that uh, sometimes things just happen to other people on the podcast, don't know they're going to happen. So we interviewed Sydney Sweeney, who is Eden, uh, who, by the way, was awesome, and she's 20 years old, and every bit of that 20-year-oldness came out in this interview. Because she was like, unlike, like, she's a young actress, so like, just the energy was like yeah. off the charts. She was like all about it. And she was like, great. She was amazing. And so that interview was great. And so that's going to be along with this episode. So, so, uh, what else are we going to have? Uh, next week, I think we're going to have Warren Littlefield, who's the uh, TV Zen master of the universe, responsible for basically my entire TV viewing prime kingdom, like from 10 years old to 20 years old. Basically, the entire time that you would watch television and have it mean anything to your life, he controlled it because uh, he was president of NBC for 20 years, um, and they did a so lot you're of good things. Him next uh, time? I we already have an interview yeah. with him in the can. Oh wow! Yeah, I didn't interview him. Jennifer White interviewed him for us uh, at the media. Yeah, well, I interviewed him last year. This was a new one, so she said it's awesome. So I'm very excited. All right, so we're gonna go. Uh, everybody, thank you again, everybody, for joining us thank and you. talking Hi. about the show. Bye. And again, you can find us on the social medias uh, at Handmade Podcast, Twitter, Facebook, and Sarah's favorite. Uh, what do you call it? My preferred social media platform, there Instagram. <laughs> Instagram. Instagram. So that was the uh, millennial side of the that's straddle. Right. Yes. That's right. So join us uh, next time when we talk about all the, I'm sure, terrific things that are going to happen for June and the baby in Joyful. episode 12. See ya.